Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Noble Father podcast. I need to forgive, not not forgive, I need to ask for forgiveness uh, for last episode, my mic and stuff. I think I was sitting too far away or I had levels too low and so it was not uh, showing up and it might be a little quiet for you guys listening. So I'm going to do my best to, um, you know, uh, do better in the future. And so hopefully it's an improvement this time on this podcast. Also, uh, as you notice, I released today's episode on the Tuesday. It's been an immensely busy um, season for us, you know, adjusting to school um, and also the way this year has started, I think I told you in the previous episode that um, a lot of days off, we have a lot of professional development days, we had the death of the queen, we had, uh, you know, a national, uh, you know, it's had a reconciliation day. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Thanksgiving was yesterday for us here in Canada. So for you American listeners, uh, you know, just some context is I, I, I couldn't get around to releasing it. And uh, I'm going to do that today. Obviously, that's not going to be a thing that's going to happen very frequently. Uh, I do intend to cont- consistently and um, stay on top of it for Mondays. I was tempted to get on yesterday and record this. Uh, but my mind was just not in the right place, and I just felt that maybe it was just better to put it off and, and wait for the morning um, when I'm fresh and you know have have thought about you know the stuff that I wanted to talk about. You know, this season has been one where uh, you know with Thanksgiving, it's really a time to gather with friends and with family, and it, you really get a sense of who you are surrounding yourself with. Now, obviously, I had had a previous episode called, you know, the company that we keep, right, and how important important that is. Um, you know, this, this season really has been about that for me. Uh, so on Saturday, we had a dinner with uh, our good friends, uh, Quinn and Alex, and they invited us over for uh, Thanksgiving, and it was really one of the first... Um, I think it is the first, the first Thanksgiving dinner that I've had that is a traditional Thanksgiving meal um, and is not, um, you know, what we usually do is just get together as family and just eat, um, you know, regular Chinese food uh, or whatever food it is that we felt like eating at the time, but it was never a turkey. Nobody ever, you know, took the time to prepare it and we didn't know what we were doing. My mom definitely wouldn't uh, spend that amount of time cooking, you know, making turkey, something she's not familiar with or had no upbringing, um, you know, learning how to, to make. Um, and it was a such a wonderful experience to be able to take part in that um, and to, uh, to share that moment with good friends and good company. It was a wonderful Saturday. And, and then um, the day before yesterday, which was Sunday, uh, we had another Thanksgiving meal. And that was at our friend uh, Brian and Hilda's place. And so shout out to those two uh, families uh, for inviting us out. 
and uh, we had a wonderful time. We ended up uh, playing some games, and um, it was a, a very rowdy night because there's a lot more people. And um, so, you know, it was very apparent, right, to me the, the last, this whole weekend really of, um, it, it's really the people that you know. And making the time to, um, you know, build that relationship with people. It's very important. And so, you know, I felt like the topic today that I wanted to share is just, is really just again about the um the people that we surround ourselves with and um how important it is to have good company um you know recently i like i I started doing the bjj and started to meet more of the guys at the gym and man i've been not only have i been improving my own skills in uh you know on the mat um but also be able to develop relationships with the people that are there um so it's not just about bjj sometimes it's really good to um meet people uh learn about their lives what it is they do um because you can absorb things from them off the off the mat also um you know, as fathers, we, who we surround ourselves with matters, you know, to, it, it matters immensely. You know, you can't expect to stand in a swamp and not get your pants dirty. You know, you, you are a product of the people that you hang around with. If you, all your friends are getting divorces, chances are, you, you know, your chances increase that you're going to have a divorce yourself. Uh, you know, the, the chances that your friends smoke or they do drugs or they are, you know, abusing substance, you are going to do that too. You know, even just like construction workers, if you, if you've ever been around a construction job or a construction site with a bunch of guys, they're, you know, dropping crude jokes, they're swearing a lot, you know, there's a lot of this, you know, there's a lot of talk and it's a very crude culture, you're eventually going to end up, um, you know, dropping, you know, doing whatever it is that they do. Uh, so, you know, the company would keep the people that we surround ourselves with is, is, is a very uh, big, big deal. So if you, you know, are the most interesting person in the room, you're in the wrong room, like they say. If you are, um, you know, the smartest person in the room, then you are in the wrong room because you got nothing to aim for, nothing to push for. Um, you know, obviously, I'm reiterating everything in that in that episode, but you know, it's always good to have a refresher. And you know, there are infinite topics to talk about, and this week is this is this is just it for me. And and I felt like it was something that has been put on my heart. Now, the one thing about uh, you know another variation that I wanted to put into it and make this episode a lot more uh, you know more different than the other ones is is also this this concept of uh, balance, right? Of work life balance and and you know, a lot of, a lot of fathers, and I see this in the groups is that they, they, they make the excuse that they don't have the time to foster a relationship or they don't, or they say, I don't have friends or I don't have anybody that I can turn to whenever I'm in a moment's, you know, moment's notice. Well, Hey, if you're not fostering a relationship when things are, are well, obviously you're not going to have anybody to turn to when things are not going so well. And so, you know, and, and also, again, for a work-life balance, a lot of them would also say, well, I don't have time. I, I come back from work and then, you know, I got to do this and that and I don't have, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 a, it's a lie. 
you you do have the time you have the decision to make you have the you're your own person you get to decide what you do with your time you know now obviously if you're spending like four to five hours every night on the tv and you know or scrolling social media or whatever it is that you do to to waste time or playing video games and stuff that time could also be spent seeing your friends and so there's no excuse it just requires you to plan and you're just scapegoating and you're just finding a way to you know excuse yourself from doing it because you know what it is it isn't easy sometimes i I, admittedly sometimes i do want to be by myself and i don't want to um see friends or i don't want to check up on them but you know that's a selfish approach right as soon as we think up think like that we we place ourselves at a higher value than other people now that's not to say that self-care is not important that you know if you aren't in a good place to you know, uh, to, to, to not take care of yourself, definitely take care of yourself. But, you know, there comes a point where you have to reach outside of yourself and, and stay in touch with your friends. And so, um, you need to make it a priority. Now, you know, when we talk about work-life balance, you know, obviously everybody's allotted 24 hours in a day. Now, if 30% of that is spent sleeping, right? Eight hours, right? Eight, eight, out of 24 is 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 a third is that we need to make the most out of the remaining two-thirds obviously if you're working you know no if you're spending 40-hour work week yes that is um it is a lot of time still and and a lot of people can't it's it's a it's a bit of a non-negotiable so you really got the the remaining third um to to really consider and think about now obviously it's not a third because you know you're not working weekends and whatnot um so again you need to um be present you need to know you need to make the right decisions you need to have a bit of a priority going into that is you know we have to choose to make time for our friends we have to um and obviously if you are having friends that don't do that for you as well then it's time to really change up your circles and that's the reason why we need to consistently get out there and connect with more people and meet new people because you know growth growth doesn't happen in the familiar right it doesn't happen in your comfort zones it happens outside of it and so yes some people you carry with you to the end of the journey there are others that come at a certain time for what you're going through right now and they are just for this moment it could be you know how long that is you don't really know you know one of the most interesting and uh, most profound relationships that i've had is really with this friend of mine um alex you know i i I connected with him through our sons. Our sons, had, you know, were in the same kindergarten class, and you know, from day one, they were inseparable, and they're almost like twins of sorts. Um, so, you know, whenever I met Alex, it was like, you know, in my head, you know, really, I was like, I don't. If it wasn't for our sons, I don't know how I'd been friends with this person, you know. And I, and I, I, I don't say that to uh, in any kind of a judgmental way. I just didn't know how we would end up getting to know one another on such a deep level you know if not for our sons and you know what we learned later on is that we were very quite similar too um and you know like they say that the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree and 
And so me and Alex are really kind of like almost like two peas in one, two peas in a pod. And, um, you know, we've, we, when we started out, we were like, uh, he invited me out to go do uh, a cold dip, you know? So my very first cold dip was with him eight minutes in the river. Um, it was, it was crazy. You know, both, we were both entrepreneurs. Um, you know, we were both really heavily invested into the personal development of ourselves. And so like whenever it was just kind of like this congruence and, and it was like a no-brainer to kind of just like, you know, be connected. And for him to, you know, he just loves speaking about personal development stuff. And, you know, I was in the, in the midst of growing in my growth. And so, um, you know, we connected and just we've been doing it ever since. You know, he started doing BJJ and he was like, hey, you should totally do BJJ. You know, whenever he goes works out, he'll drag me out to go work out with him. And, um, you know, so it, it, meeting new people is is a difficult thing it's not easy to do but we have to be open to that possibility because you know you might help somebody they might help you and we all in the like like i said standing in a swamp you can't help but get your your pants dirty or get your boots wet you will get some kind of um uh, there will be some kind of effect as a result of being around that person now whether it's a good or a bad thing depends on the people that you choose to be around when i'm with alex i'm growing my mind i'm growing i'm getting into healthier shape i'm eating better i am constantly dipping you know doing cold plunges um you know we're doing things together that are you know that are things that are benefiting me growing us um and it's 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 enabling our children to be together in good company with one another and so you know who we who we hang around with is incredibly incredibly important it can't be it can't be overstated it is just an absolutely amazing way to grow um and it's 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 the most i think it's the most second nature to us because we're social beings we are sentient beings we are designed and created to form relationships with people um we are not meant to go through life alone um you know, the Bible says, uh, where two or two or three gather in my name, you know, that's where he is. And so we are created to be social. And, you know, in, in my belief, right, in, in Christianity is that, you know, we were created for a relationship. Like God didn't just create us for whatever. He didn't create us just to, you know, dream about owning Lamborghinis and, you know, filling our, our vault full of money so we can swim in it like like uh like uh whatever that duck's name is um you know we are meant to have a relationship you know with with him and actually with one another and you know when you look at the purpose of life you know a lot of people will tell you hey your purpose you know our purpose in life is really to discover who we are what we are what we can contribute and to give it away so we are social beings and so we do need to have you know connections with people it's 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 a part of our being and we can't get away from that and it's part of our 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 identity um and so you know if you're struggling to uh you know with work-life balance you know one of the most interesting things um about it is that we kind of lose track is that we don't think about it presently and we um it kind of falls off you know you get complacent it's just like a soldier that's on the field right 
if they just landed in the country, they're going to be extremely vigilant. You know, every single street corner, they're going to check and make sure that, you know, nobody's around the corner. And, you know, every mound that's on the ground is a potential IED, right? Or, you know, whatever their, their, their guard is up and they're extremely uh, cautious and vigilant. But, you know, with complacency over time, is that we will get to a point where we will, you know, once we've checked like, you know, a couple hundred street corners, you know, every single corner we've checked and there's been nothing over a span of a couple of years, we're going to get complacent. We are we are going to um, not continue to check things super vigilant, vigilantly. And, you know, that's when we get caught off guard. Um, and, and that's one of the things about our lives is that we need to always be present. We always need to get a sense of where we are presently. Um, and so one of the, one of the things that, um, can really benefit you. And I, I, I want to provide right now is, is that this might help you also is something called the wheel of life. I think I may have mentioned this before in previous episodes. The wheel of life is really just kind of the different spokes in our lives that um, matter and that are important. Now, I've been making my way through a book called um, High, per- High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. And I'm sure you're familiar with who that is because he is a great mind. Um, and like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things and areas that we can focus on. And, you know, if we're constantly taking an audit of these of these areas, you know, you could even do it on a weekly basis, really, of, hey, where are the spokes at, you know, this week? How did it go this week? Now, I want to suggest, um, you know, the 10 that he gave here, the, the different spokes in the wheel. Um, and each and, and so this tool is really just, and I, I recommend you is that you want, if you're kind of a visual learner, is to really go on Google and just look up Wheel of Life and just picture it as a, as a circle, right? Like how would you draw a wheel? How would a child draw a wheel? Draw a big circle and then the spokes in the wheel, right? Just like cutting it into different pies. And so cut it into 10 different sections and this would be how you would do it. Um, you know, the, the 10 different distinct kind of categories that, you know, one would have in their, in their Wheel of Life is health, family, friends, intimate relationship, which is kind of, you know, with your wife, your partner, mission and work, finances, adventure, hobby, spirituality, and emotion. So emotional, uh, you know, and so your, your, your goal, obviously, is to score these, um, your goal is to get the highest possible, right? So 10 would be highest on there. So you're rating yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, one being zero, or 10 being perfect. And you're taking a constant audit of these of these areas. So health, number one, where would you rate that out of 10? Right? This is an exercise that I commonly do with my clients also is that, hey, let's get a sense of who you are right now. Where are things sitting? getting an audit of that because if we don't if we're not able to track something how do we know if we're being successful in it so in a coaching relationship results matter if we don't know how we're going to keep track of our results and our progress we're not going to see how far we've come and so i always have clients open up a book or get them to do some this exercise is really hey draw your spokes on the wheel what are the different wheels you define them as you define them and rate them out of 10. So people, some might be like, oh, you know, I'd rate this out of a four. I, I think it's a four right now. Um, you know, 
health. Where's your health at? So if I were to give you a sense of where my health is currently, I would probably say I'm about like a seven or eight. I really feel like I'm improving. It could be higher. Maybe I'm being a little bit, um, you know, not so generous with the scores, modest with the scores. Um, but then that gives us a viewpoint of, okay, so what do I have to do to make it an eight? What do I have to do to make it a nine? Well, what do I have to do to make it a 10? Um, so my friend Alex, I would probably say that his health is probably like right now at a nine. He's a really solid guy when it comes to, you know, his own kind of taking care of himself. Um, family, where would you place family? Is family a, if your family is a low score, what do you do? Well, call your mom more. Call your friend, call your, call your, your brother more. Um, schedule a coffee with them. Go give them a hug. You know, anything. It can be super simple. You know, maybe you're like, oh, we don't even get together anymore. Well, are you taking initiative to schedule something? Are you, are you making time to go do it? Interesting thing too for us family, as we talk about families, that's um, Sunday, uh, we had a, a big family gathering, which was my mom's family. We all got together. We've really been trying to take advantage of this warmer weather. Vancouver is kind of going through this weird tra weather th transition. And um, we usually don't see sun um, or even like be in the 20s for the for this long into October. Um, and we've been taking advantage of it. Uh, so we got together and, you know, somebody was intentional. Somebody planned it. And we all kind of got together on the same page. So it requires somebody to do it. So whenever people are saying like, oh, well, they, they never messaged me. It's like, well, do you message them either? Like there's, there's, it's a two-way street. It's not just, you know, this person didn't reach out to you. When we say stuff like that, it comes off as selfish and, and uh, it's actually quite self-centered. Um, we need to initiate some of these things. Now, friends, friends is another spokes on the wheel. It's like, who are you surrounding yourself with? If the friends that you're, you're, you're surrounding yourself with are constantly, you know, bickering about life and saying how, you know, how crappy their situation is, you know, it's going to rub off on you too. Um, and you, you, you know, like you have no friends that push themselves to, you know, higher ends or they don't, they're not even growing themselves. And you're sitting here wondering why you're not growing. Well, hey, your social circle matters, right? That's the point of this whole episode. Intimate relationship, right? Where does that sit? you know, talk about it, think about it, you know, be honest, you can even chew on it, you know, take a week to think about it, how does it look, you know, set the intention, maybe you draw this, the wheel of life now, and then you go to look at all these different areas in your life and take a good audit of it, uh, mission and work, that's really important, mission and work is kind of what is it that we, um, what are we a part of? What are we doing? We have to have a purpose. If we don't have a purpose, we're going to be unfulfilled. We're not going to feel like we amount to much. And that's not a great feeling. I think God created within us this desire to pursue um, purpose and pursue passion. We were meant to help others. Like what well, you get that feeling whenever you help somebody on the street or, you know, you, you, you've served somebody, you know, service is a part of our being also. It's it's inescapable. We have to have that in our lives or else we're going to feel empty inside. Finances, big thing, right? It's, it's, a, it's a component of life. You can't live without it. We need to survive. And so finances and having a good grasp of it is important. So rating that on a scale is super important. Um, 
you know, so you're getting the idea, right? Is that we're getting a sense of all these areas. Um, and if you want these, um, these 10 things, uh, the, the different distinct areas, obviously Google it because there's going to be uh, wheel of life's there that are already pre-made that people have done already um, that you could use. Uh, and you can define other things too, uh, but these are the ones that the book suggests. Suggests, and it's it's amazing because you know you're, you're keeping track, constantly getting a sense of where you're at. And if you do this every single week, you're seeing yourself progress. You're making you're making an intention to see a certain area that needs improvement. So, you know, you, you see that, man, okay, I've, I've noticed that my, uh, my, my friend score is a little bit low. You know, it's like, it's not even close. It's not even close to half. Like I'm, I'm at a four right now. What do I do about that? Well, hit up some old friends, try to get connected with more people, go to networking events. You know, I wouldn't recommend going to a bar obviously, cause you know, <laughs> finding people that are trying to grow and, and live the right lifestyle in a bar is going to be your your chances are it's, it's not going to be a, a good place to find somebody who's looking to change their habits um you know place yourself in in other places like go to a go check out a church maybe go to a, a bni meeting or a toastmasters event um there's different places to do that um so improving the, these scores is going to you know change the dynamic of things you're going to realize that hey like you know obviously you know there's connections between the different spokes in the wheel like oh i want to improve my finances and you can instantly look at your friend score and be like okay who among my friends is a person that i would look up to in the financial sense if there's nobody that means that you need to improve that you need to go find somebody Go find a mentor. Go find somebody that you you think you'd think to yourself, "Wow, like they're living the way that I want to live." Like you can distill information from them. You can seek out, seek them out, and get get the information you need to grow yourself. Even just remember the swamp. Even in the presence of being in the swamp, you're gonna get dirty, right? So being in the presence of somebody, let's just say you have a coffee with somebody, and you're, you know, and they're they're living. A life that you want to live they're going to rub off on you in some way you're going to be able to distill actionable knowledge that you can use in yourself right so i have some friends that you know they they make sound financial decisions they're on top of their financial game and you know had i not been connected to them i would not have learned how they do it also had the desire to be like them and also to have them give me referrals to people that, you know, help them manage their money or, um, you know, or even just further connections because, you know, we're not, we, we're not one dimensional in that we, you know, okay, so I'm friends with, I'm friends with Alex and I'm only friends with Alex. Like through Alex, I've met a hump, a bunch of other people, a bunch of entrepreneurs, other entrepreneurs, and I'm able to distill knowledge from those people too. And so it's not merely, oh, I'm just going to go to the BNI meeting and meet everybody there. You're also there to meet. Your intention should be that you're meeting them to meet their people also. If you're a salesperson, you should know this, is that I'm not merely educating you, but I'm also educating you and keeping myself top of mind for you as you go about your life because you never know what's going to come up in conversation it could be that 
you don't have an the person you're speaking to right now has no need for your services but you don't know they might have a conversation with their friend who immediately turns around and says hey man it's strange i just had a conversation with a guy who does these who has these services and could use can can help you you know you don't you you just don't know and so the company we keep is extremely important you don't know where it's going to lead you don't know how it's going to rub off on you and this is probably like the most profound way to grow and to step out of your comfort zone is to really meet people that are outside of your usual circles. Now, I say that because on Sunday, the dinner that we went to, it wasn't just Brian and Hilda. It was a whole bunch of their friends, their usual circle. And, you know, I feel privileged that we were invited into that space and got to meet a lot of friends of theirs that are from different walks of life, doing different things, living different lives, and I get to understand them and, and, and be connected to them and distill knowledge from them. Even though that's not the premise of the connection, I'm still able to learn. That should be how we should keep going to any everything. We are sponges going into environments that we're unfamiliar with and to absorb the information that we can get from people. Now, that might sound selfish and we're just taking from people, but in reality, I'm also giving myself to them too. Like we are encouraging them, talking to them. We're, there's, I'm, we, we can't say that we are just in the swamp and we're just dirtying our pants, but we're also taking away and we're also giving, giving parts of ourselves away. We are, we are also the swamp to somebody else's pants and legs, I guess you could say. I need to get really present because, you know, I'm not really entirely sure where the conversation would go from here. Once you have a good sense of your of your wheel of life, you kind of understand things that are missing. Growth could be a part of your wheel of life. You, you know, let's just say you don't have, you don't get growth that way through friends or circles or something like that. Like you are looking to go beyond that or you need accountability or you need something to go further. Look into professional development like i can't say i can't say enough about personal development because it's more intentional right i know that in my relationships my coaching relationships the progress that i make is exponentially higher like dramatically higher and there's more of an intentionality with it relationships with friends yes i am distilling knowledge i am being influenced but on a smaller scale it's more minuscule and it's more minute and it's more, it's slower. And it's, and I'm also coming into it without much of an agenda. I'm not like, if I'm just there to take away from people and just take from people, I'm not going to have a lot of friends. I'm not going to have a lot of good flourishing relationships. So the intention of the relationship isn't to grow myself. Obviously it's a byproduct of that. Whereas if we're talking about personal development and we're hiring a coach or we're hiring a mentor is that we are more intentional and we are doing it because we want, we want the main product to be our growth. And so if that is something that is interesting, like of interest to you, seek out the right professionals, find the person who's living the life that you want to live. Let's just say this person has a multi-million dollar business that they're living this lifestyle that you want to live. Seek them out, ask them questions, be persistent, and just ask them to see if you can get the knowledge from them. Ask if that you can be a mentee to them and for them to mentor you. Or find a coach, have a conversation with them, and see if it's a good fit for them to develop and grow you. Because, you know, the thing about coaching is that I'm walking the walk too. I'm not just talking the talk. There's obviously going to be coaches out there that don't do that. 
But the mere fact is any good coach, a good coach lives a life themselves. And so the product that you're getting isn't just that coach who they are now. A good coach, you are getting them who they are now. And also at the end of the relationship or later on in the partnership is that that coach is going to be completely different from the person that they are now. That's dramatically different than just... I use I like to use a rock climbing example. Is that in a coaching, a good coaching relationship, a great coaching relationship, is that the coach is also climbing the wall with you bellied to them. So bellied means just like connected to them. So you are, I am climbing the mountain. You are connected to me with a carabiner and you are, you know, not beneath, but we're both climbing the mountain together. I am continuing to scale the mountain. You are starting your journey on a different level at a different place and we are scaling it together. I can't climb the mountain for you, but we can climb it together. If anything happens to you, I am there to support you. I am hooked in, I am hooked onto the mountain, and I am there for your safety too. Now there's, and so the analogy of a bad coach, a coach that doesn't, not, not a bad coach, but a coach that doesn't take this work and this business seriously would be one that is, you know, tied to you on the ground, pulling you, like trying to pull you up and they're not they don't rock climb themselves they're just a rope expert and they're just making sure to catch you whenever you fall they're not climbing the mountain now it's, it's a loose example but you kind of get what i'm trying to say here is that if the coach is not willing to go deep with themselves they're not going to be able to go deep with you and what i believe about the coaching industry is that it's not just about giving advice it isn't about giving advice it's about helping you to understand the answers that you have within yourself through the use of open-ended questions. When I don't, when I speak and think about things myself, I can't go super deep with it because my mind is like ADHD. It goes everywhere. It's like thinking about this and thinking about that. I'm not able to go deep with one thing. I've noticed that in conversations with my clients is that we're able to take a certain, you know, let's just take a certain reaction and break that down why are you thinking about it that way and going very very deep with the one, with the singular concept and it's amazing the revelations that one gets from it because it draws into so many different things well what caused you to be like this was it was your relationship with your parents or was it a broken relationship that you had with a former partner there's different things that will come up as a result of the conversation that that we can learn from and we can and once we've talked about it and addressed it, we're able to break through and make progress on. And that's really the premise of the conversation. That's the re that's really the reason it's so profound is because we are breaking down and finally reconciling a lot of these thoughts. Limiting beliefs come up so much in coaching. It's and, and having a coach there, a third person perspective is to really catch the things that are being said because we actually Freudian slip a lot of these things that we actually hold as judgments that are holding us back from bigger and better things. And so having a coach there really is just to hear from the outside, what are the things that are coming up? Why is it coming up for you the way that it is? It is extremely important to have that kind of feedback because without it, 
let's just say you're de- like self-deprecating. You're always saying to yourself that you suck and you can't do something. Without, if, you, if your friends don't clue into those things and draw it to your attention, you're just going to keep saying those things. Worse yet, those people are going to say these things about themselves. And so they themselves think it's normal to say these things. And they don't have people to call it out in them. It's, it's, a, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle because you'll never get out of that. You're just going to think it's okay to talk to yourself like that. You're going to think that these thoughts are okay. And and what kind of results are you expecting at that point? They're not going to be great. They're going to suffer because you, you and the people that you hang out with normalize this kind of behavior. And that is why we need outside voice. We need an outside perspective. And one that is positive, not just not just any old voice. It needs to be impactful. It needs to be somebody who has influence and and actually cares for the well-being of the people. And and so, you know, not everybody, everybody can benefit from coaching. Don't get me wrong. But not everybody needs it. Some people can be coached once and they're good to go. They're good to continue on, obviously, like the complacency thing again. But, you know, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't need to be a continual thing. Interesting topic, because now that we're talking about this, something did come up this week again also that really, you know, stuck out to me. When it comes to investing in ourselves, we can't forget that it isn't just a one-time investment. It's not that, okay, let's just say you're going to pay for high-ticket coaching. It's, yeah, let's just say it's $10,000 or something exorbitant that, you know, is really expensive or whatever. It's not just a singular payment of 10k and something that you distill right now and that's it if that investment is something that you're going to use for the rest of your life and you draw it out over the span of your life i'm 36 now so let's just say i'm going to live to 80 years old there's another what is that 40 44 years for me to go until i hit 80 I'm drawing out $10,000 over 44 years. I don't even know what the math of that is. In fact, let's just do it just for just for giggles because I'm I'm interested to know. That's $200.27 per year. That's nothing. That's nothing. And if it's going to make me exponentially better and more effective as a human being and it's going to impact my life and it's going to allow me to maximize my impact my impact for others it's worth it's it's a worthy investment now just think about the other things that you invest into that don't give you much of a return because those are returns right coffee right people spend goodness people spend like what five ten bucks a day on coffee so let's just say it's $5, right? We'll be modest. And we'll times it by 365 days out of the year. That's $1,825 that you're spending on coffee alone. So let's just let's just mess around. 1825 times 44 years. That's $80,000. <laughs> That's a lot of money. What's $10,000? You extrapolate that over the, you know, the lifetime of it, right? Sure, it's unfair to say that, but like, you know, that's only $5 a day. $5 a day at, you know, let's just say a whole month, that's 150 bucks. 150 bucks times 12 for one year is 1800 bucks. 1800 bucks. That's, 
you can you you could spend that money on different things. There's so many things that we spend money on that we just don't even think about. Okay, so even if the conversation is, well, time is money. Okay, if you spend four hours binge watching a movie, right? What's your hourly rate? Let's just say the minimum wage. I don't know what the minimum wage is. It's like 20 bucks, let's just say. Four hours times 20 is 80 bucks. You're spending 80 bucks a day, right? Think about that. What could that money be spent on? So, you know, just like the work-life balance. We don't make it a priority and we don't make it an actionable thing and we don't actually do anything about it and we just make excuses. The same goes for investing in ourselves. You get to choose how the finance, how you, how, what is being, what it's being spent on. If your results in life right now are not opportune or they're not great, I'd highly recommend for you to look at your investing. Are you investing in yourself? I've heard this said by this guy, I forgot who it was, but he was like, if you show me a person's bank account, I can tell you the kind of life this person is living. Just think about that for a second. If you showed your bank account to this person, they can make a judgment on what kind of life you're living. Because it's true, right? If I open up your bank account and I see Netflix and I see a lot of eating out and I see a lot of, you know, purchases, large purchases, kind of lifestyle you think this person's living, right? You'll see any, when was the last time you made an investment in yourself? Maybe that's a question, right? How far back do I have to look in your bank account to find something where you're actually taking care of yourself, that you're investing in yourself, that actually gives you an exponential return later on in life? Because it's important. Now, if we do go a step further and look at all the bank accounts of all your friends and what they spend money on and what are the things that they prioritize in their life, you're going to get a sense of what the cumulative swamp looks like. What does that swamp or environment looks like where you're, where you're, gro where you're growing or not growing? You're just treading water, right? It has, it has, it, there's, there's a direct impact. There's a direct correlation to that. If I open up your bank, your, your friend's bank accounts, and all I see is, you know, money spent on alcohol at a club constantly, right? Going to the grocery store to buy cigarettes and all this other stuff, you know, food eating out constantly. There's no memberships at gyms. There's no investment in, you know, your own health or in education or there's just there's just loose ends you're not gonna see results right or maybe even just like looking at like the money that's coming in you know how long have you been working this job oh 20 years you're still getting paid the same amount or you haven't grown at all well the money has to grow yeah you're getting experience but you also have to become somebody in order to make more money and if you're not becoming anybody then money's not gonna follow you will you get lucky absolutely it always correlates to the person that you're becoming. And so the person that you're around, the people that you're around is extra important. It impacts you. It directly has a correlation. So if you care about where you are as a father, if you, and, it, and you might not even be a father listening to this right now, if you care about yourself and your own growth and the person that you want to become one day, you need to develop and you need to grow yourself. And it starts with people. It starts with the circles that you're a part of. And if you have nobody like that in your circle, I definitely want to invite you out to, um, or invite you to message me, message me right now, because it's important to surround yourself with people. And I love to help people. I'm called to serve people. That is my purpose.
And if you're a dad that's lonely and you don't have anybody to speak to or you don't have anybody to, uh, you know, unload the stuff that you have, we hold a weekly meetup over Zoom where we're able to talk and share the deepest parts of ourselves in there. We, we don't typically have agendas. We just go in there and everybody just shares how their week is going, what is the support that they need, and we hold each other to it. That's the beauty of technology. We have to take advantage and leverage it to do something for us. And so that's one of the things that has really benefited me my own, in my own growth is to facilitate that group and to have these men hold the space for me. We're all doing that for each other, and it benefits us. And so those are on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you'd like a registration link to that, please let me know. I can also include that in the show notes, and I think maybe that'd be the better way to go. But make the commitment. I don't know how many people I've sent that registration link to, and it's really disparaging because not a lot of them actually show up. So if you're listening to this right now, make the commitment. If you're going to register, make sure you come and show up. All right? And so I kind of want to cap off the, the episode here. I feel like I've talked about a bunch of topics that I try to connect to the best of my ability and I am going to leave it at that and so thank you happy Thanksgiving and enjoy your week bye for now please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends you can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now.